So much content I see out there around technology and our kids is either total doom and gloom or like a, "Eh, it is what it is. Just let it be. This is the nature of the world. There's no happy medium. There's no discussion around how do you (laughs) raise children alongside technology. Times have changed. And while I'm definitely in the camp that's totally wary of its effects on us and our kids As entrepreneurs, I also think it's important to be intentional about how and when we introduce it to our kids, the way we talk about it, the way we model it, because the reality is, is that in some capacity, our businesses do depend on tech. And I also know that we're growing up in a tech era. So you can't totally, or I guess you could totally escape it, but it's a really difficult thing to do. And I'd also venture to guess that our kids see us on our devices more than the average kids because we are running our businesses and our businesses are constantly with us. It's kind of inescapable, but that doesn't mean we're helpless. So I'm going to spend the next month talking about a few big topics around this idea to help us be more informed and make an intentional plan that's best for our entrepreneurial families and armor up. Okay. Because this is not an easy conversation, but it's a necessary one. And we're going to go into different details about how it affects us, how it affects our kids, how it affects their brains, how we can leverage it for our businesses, how we can be less dependent on it in our businesses. So there's so much incredible goodness. And that's why we're dedicating a month to it, because this is a hot topic that a lot of us feel pretty lost on. All right, let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary, or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. So this episode is going to kick off from a high level, a discussion around the idea of introducing tech to our children, the responsibility that comes with that, and some ideas that can help you navigate this important part of parenting. Because the truth is, okay, this is a podcast dedicated to becoming a leader and raising leaders. And tech can directly interfere with that, both for ourselves becoming leaders and for the possibility of our kids tapping into their potential. We have these devices at our disposal all the time, and there's unlimited access to things that can derail us, let alone our kids, as their minds are still developing and growing. When I was growing up, probably similar to you, my mom had to compete with the TV, okay? It was a battle she somewhat easily won oftentimes by secretly unplugging the thing or going stints without cable in our family or just flat out telling me no. And it was very controlled. We had one TV. It was in the main room. Plus, most of the time, if there was a ball game on, my dad had claim over the television anyway. But today we fight a very different war. Kids are being 
required to use technology for school oftentimes. And sometimes they have tablets or computers of their own and kids are requesting and oftentimes receiving cell phones earlier in age than ever. I'm like blown away to hear how early some of these kids are getting cell phones. So it's no longer just a fight with the solo TV or the corded phone like it used to be back in the day that mom and dad controlled, but the device with access to the world, everything in their pockets all day long. And if it's not in their pockets because you've made that decision, it's in their friends' pockets. So the discussion still has to happen. Even if your choice is to not bring it directly into their pocket, they're still getting access to it. But the cold, hard truth is we are usually the problem. Not technology in and of itself. Our social media addictions, our frantic email checks, our scrolling for hours, Even our work directly accessed by the little device we have on us at all times, we are hooked. And we do it under the guise of work. Oh, this, mom's just working. Dad's just working. This is how we need to do this. But these should be tools, which they've become more like our pacifiers. And we are setting the tone for our kids. There's a quote from Kristen Welch that I had to share. It's hard to teach our kids to be different from the world if we look just like it, right? It's time to take back our living rooms, tune out media, and turn off technology. It's a bold statement. And it's a scary one for a lot of us because if your kids have already had access to it, it's a lot harder to take something away. That's going to be a painful conversation. But listen, when it comes down to brass tacks, when it comes down to what's really important, this stuff matters. This is directly affecting your kids. And if people want to sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's no big deal, or I watch TV and I'm fine, or my my kid has a cell phone and he's doing great, then they're not looking at the levels deeper. And that's what we're doing here. So if it makes you too uncomfortable, if you'd rather bury your head in the sand, if you don't want to have this conversation, you want to go on crossing your fingers, hoping that somehow magically your kid's immune from the effects of technology then this is not the episode for you. You should tune it out. But if you know that there's a higher calling for you as a parent, if you want to just explore options, this isn't an episode where I'm going to tell you what to do. This is going to just get you thinking and being intentional about how tech is in the lives of your family. So Caitlin on my team, she has preteen girls. And just recently she told me a story about the constant battle of going against the grain and saying no to social media because many of their friends, even being so young, were already on it. And it was almost a daily question. And finally she sat down with her girls and was just honest with them about why she was saying no. And I think that's one thing we forget to give our kids credit for is that they are smart. (laughs) They can handle conversations and they deserve to know why. In fact, knowing why helps them understand cause and effect. If you just say no, because I said so, and in our house, we don't have phones or in our house, we don't use social media. It's like, okay, well, why? And why can you use it? And why can't I? And just having that conversation. And after learning about the pressures and the consequences that things like cyberbullying or social media pressure, there was a sense of relief from her girls for not having to deal with that. They were able to be protected from it. And instead of having the feeling of being left out, there was a feeling of being 
protected by their parents and avoiding unnecessary pain and stress and responsibility. And they were a team that had made a decision together about what was and was not going to be allowed in their home, which is completely different than being that parent that just says no when everyone else is saying yes. So here are some discussions and ideas for you to consider having as a family around the idea of introducing technology into your home or establishing values or boundaries around it that you are all are all on the same page together. And some of you might come to the conclusion that it's just, it is a hard no. No, we're not using tech. Maybe you homeschool and your kid doesn't need to be on a tablet to learn and it's not a requirement and you see the benefit in just removing technology from your home, which we are going to get into the actual health effects of technology, right? The EMFs that get put off and the things that can affect brain development and growth and health overall. Or maybe you're going to be a family that says, yes, we operate on tech, but we're going to create timelines and boundaries and age limits or whatever it might be. And maybe it's something in between. But this is an opportunity to really evoke those conversations and come to your conclusions so that you're not tripping and falling into what happens to you, but you're actually choosing how you want to live. So the first thought is thinking about how to help your child create a healthy relationship with technology that infuses your values from the other areas of your life and infuses it into technology as a whole. This should be no different. Now, I will say there's a caveat to that. So a healthy relationship with technology is a little bit of an oxymoron because these tools are designed to be addictive. So when your kid has access to the full internet or when they are on social media, they're literally programmed. These tools, these resources, these technologies are programmed to addict you. The same way when you're watching Netflix and you finish binge watching that series, there's already another suggestion popping up and getting ready to play in the next 15 seconds just to keep you binging. That is how it's designed. So when I say healthy relationship with technology, I say it with a bucket of salt, maybe a beach of sand, because I realize that it's near impossible to have a healthy relationship with technology. There's a lot that's very unhealthy about it. But we'll, throughout this series, talk about different ways and different types of tools and types of tech that you can leverage that's coming out today for this very reason. Another thing to think about is the fact that technology really should be there to add to your lives and add to your life and to make it simpler and to to bring joy. Think about your first encounter with tech. Maybe it was emailing a loved one who lived far away or listening to music on the go. And remember this when having those discussions with your kids, instead of all the doom and gloom and the scare tactics that sometimes parents choose to use, it's meant to be a positive With the right boundaries and the right restrictions and the right tools, you can keep it that way for your kids. And this is an ongoing conversation too. This is not like a, oh, we talked about that one time and here you go, here's access to it, follow the rules. Because these are designed to kind of get into the brain of you and your children. I'm saying you, emphasizing it because sometimes we forget. We're like, oh, we have boundaries, but we just have to help our kids. No, we struggle with this too. It's just as addictive for us. Have a discussion around the idea of how you will know if technology use has moved from 
fun and helpful to something that's harmful or disruptive. Like you have to have those benchmarks and those parameters to be able to say, engage, oh, wait a minute, this is starting to become something that's not so healthy, or this is starting to become something that isn't serving me. When I think about when I lived in Italy, I hated being away from my grandparents, but I loved the fact that I could email them and connect with them because I didn't have a phone when I was there. And it allowed me to feel close to them and it allowed me to share my experiences with them. My grandmother is from Italy, so it was such a beautiful way to bring her into a world she was so familiar with. But it was easy for me to just close it down and move on. You know, it was so different then. Whereas now, email is a different beast, not to mention social media and the other ways we access it. So we have to look at how is this adding to my life and enhancing my life and how is it starting to take away? And then talk about some ways that technology is useful in your family and it adds value. My husband and I have a shared calendar. It allows us to stay on the same page. It's so, I fought it for a long time. I'm a pen to paper girl. I still use a physical planner and a physical calendar, but it really did help for us to have something that just auto-populated what was going on in our lives. We could be on the same page and it really helped with communication. And you can have discussions around ways that might distract or hinder your family and what you're going to do as a as a family, if one of the family members, one of the team members starts to notice one of these things, right? Starts to notice they're falling off track. So agree up front on the plan of attack. Agree up front on how you're holding each other accountable. Talk about some tech-free activities you enjoy doing as a family that might be able to balance you out as you add new technology into your world. Don't forget your roots. Don't forget that you guys love to go outside and jump on the trampoline or that you go camping and there are no phones because there's no cell service or that you really enjoy just going for a swim in the summer and leaving the phones at home or whatever it might be. It's way too easy to integrate it into our worlds. And we're going to have future conversations about the fact that us, we as parents are addicted to our phones just from the standpoint of, oh, I've got to capture the moment. I've got to put it on Instagram. I've got to take the picture. But then we're bringing this addictive device right into the moment and sometimes taking away from it. So have tech-free time. Think of the tech-free activities where the phones or devices, they don't make their way into it. And I think it's important also to have the conversation with the kids that everything they share can and will be public. (laughs) And you can't really ever delete those photos fully. There is a trail messages, conversations, you know, this whole Snapchat world with these kids thinking that they're posting something that it's disappearing from the internet, like someone's not taking a screenshot on the other end. And in an age where teens communicate solely on Snapchat, sometimes they have this false sense of security that their messages vanish and that they're protected. And it's not true. And it's creating a lot of problems. Talk to parents of teens and what they're walking through and what they're trying to undo that can't be undone sometimes. It's also so important, so critical to talk about how what you say and do in the online world, the same values that you have in real life need to be applied to that because the repercussions exist in both. The same rules need to apply. If you wouldn't say something to someone's face, don't do it virtually just because you have screen muscles and you're hiding behind a glass screen. As entrepreneurs, we've all been on the receiving end of harsh criticism and comments thrown at us from someone behind a screen. And I think people forget that 
there's a real person on the receiving end of those comments. And it's important to teach our kids about this. Maybe even share a personal story or show them what people are willing to say and do and remind them that there are going to be a lot of kids that get a lot more ballsy because they think that they're protected or they think that they have this online persona, but they would never say something like that to somebody's face. Raise your children to be the ones that remember who they are, whether they're in their virtual world or they're in the real world. And finally, not all screen time is equal. Okay, so think about your unique family and their gifts and how technology can play a role to support that. Encourage time spent creatively and connected with technology and differentiate between the mindless scrolling and the creating versus consuming. For example, again, one of the team members, her daughter is a blooming artist and she uses her iPad to do a lot of her drawings and it allows her to create and it's amazing and it's not like she's not scrolling or consuming anyone else's stuff and to take that away would limit that creativity for her. But they have to set rules around that. You know, the same way, the example of being able to FaceTime family that you live far away from or email when you're not close by. Those are beautiful uses of technology and they usually don't get abused. But the unfortunate thing is when you're doing that, there are other notifications popping up trying to pull you down other rabbit holes. So reminding them that not all screen time is equal and that there are good uses for it and we want to lean more into those. So to wrap up, When we choose to hand over these devices, it comes with a very high level of responsibility and outlining guidelines and putting restrictions on them and limitations and expectations are so important. And doing this work requires some upfront conversations as a family so that choices are made intentionally and everyone's on the same page and people can be held accountable when they stray because they will. So I hope this episode spoke to you. This is just kind of an overview of what's coming. We're going to be covering so much more in the upcoming weeks. And here are a few ideas of things you can expect. So how to outline guidelines, boundaries, limitations when it comes to tech in your family. Advertising and ethics in terms of targeting and technology as business owners. You know, when does the use of technology become an ethical boundary crossing. Also, what technology is doing to our brains and especially our kids' brains from a scientific perspective. Strategies around creating boundaries and how to scale back on tech while keeping the good and how to run a business off social media so you're not so dependent on your phone. So these are some of the things and topics we're going to breach because, listen, this is a reality of our world. But if we don't take it head on, if we don't address this, if we don't set the rules and the expectations, it's going to happen to us and the end result is not going to be pretty. I'm terrified to see what future generations end up like. There are so many kids who don't even know how to have a conversation in person or make eye contact or they type like they're, you know, half emojis because they don't even remember the art of writing anymore. It was scary, scary stuff and it's stemming from the lack of intention around tech and the fact that we kind of grew up in it in some way without realizing what was even happening to us. So this is about awareness, intentionality, and possibility for your family. Okay, let's raise them up right. And if this spoke to you, please share it with your fellow entrepreneurial families. This is such an important series. We are so excited to get this into your hands. This is something that's been highly requested. 
We're bringing you research and data and other experts you're not just going to be hearing from us. So please take the time, share this episode, and if it speaks to you, please, whether it's a stars or words, leave us a review or a rating. We're so grateful for all of it. Okay, until next time. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.